1: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hope you guys are having a fantastic week. Uh, great show today. I was joined by my good friend Aaron Bandler. It's always a good time talking to Aaron. Uh, we talked about, oof, Bubba Wallace, the the latest uh, race hoax. Uh, we talked about that. We also talked about some abysmal polling data uh, regarding the... Uh, Trump's re-election chances. Uh, it's not looking good right now. Obviously, anything can change, but we broke all that down, and we discussed what we think the Trump team should be doing different. Uh, yeah, before I get to Aaron, I need to say hi to our sponsors over at The Aetherverse. Guys, I really think you guys are going to love the Eighth Verse. Uh, the Eighth Verse is a brand new libertarian-leaning sci-fi novel. Let's be honest, you guys do not read enough, um, <laughs> and even if you do, uh, like me, you probably do not read nearly enough fiction. Uh, we definitely need some more fiction in our lives. Uh, definitely check out the Eighth Verse. The story is more relevant than ever. It makes politics and social satire exciting and fun, mixing ideological debates with cool stuff like action and violence and big space battles and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, the story has something for everybody political intrigue war stories romance humor it appeals to conservatives and libertarians alike or basically anybody who's who's a free thinker anybody who opposes big government uh, best of all uh it is fiercely anti-social justice warrior and pulls no punches uh get more info at the that is the you can order the book right now uh on barnes and noble or amazon and i will include the links in the show notes um guys and also we talk a lot about how the, the left has a stranglehold on culture, but uh, often people like us on the right, we don't put our money where our mouth is, and we definitely need to change that. Definitely uh, support The Eighth Verse. Uh, it's written by two outstanding young libertarian authors, Joey D'Urso and Eugene Bryan. Uh, they're definitely worthy of your support. Check it out right now at com, Guys, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or Spotify. For an iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate it. All right. Without further ado, here's my chat with Aaron Bandler. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Aaron Bandler. Aaron, my friend, how you doing?
0: I am doing fantastic, despite all the insanity going on in the world. How about yourself, Brady?
1: I'm hanging in there, man. I'm hanging in there. See, look, I didn't even know if I could do the podcast today. I never realized how racist my office is, man. There's a noose. (laughs) Attached to my microphone, my uh, there's a noose hanging out of my guitar. Uh, there's a noose connecting my phone to the wall. It's crazy. I had no idea just how racist my house was. It's it's incredible.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, apparently systemic racism is everywhere, man. Like you can't hide from it.
1: Everything's a noose, man. I see. I have like sixty yards of noose. On every single one of my uh, my fishing poles, you know, it's crazy. Like I never realized how racist I was. Man, hopefully your your serpentine noose on your car doesn't break, or you have to call an Uber to get to work. I I have a million of these. I I, I could go all day.
0: Yeah, I, I I guess you better hide. You better call Bubba Wallace right away and tell oh. him how he feels.
1: <laughs> so if anybody uh, was living under a rock the last twenty four hours or so, it turns out the noose in Bubba Wallace's garage at Talladega was just a rope <laughs> attached to a garage door. That's what the FBI concluded. Uh, and this rope had been there for years. So just well done, everybody. I mean, it's just, again, we get another, another one of these race hoaxes ginned up by the media trying to divide the nation. Well done. I mean, I can't we wait? Can, I mean, Can we wait? Can we give it a minute and see what the truth is? Do we have to fall for this every single time?
0: I agree. Yeah, I mean— it, it- the general rule of thumb when it comes to news is, and I think we should have learned this that like during during the Mueller investigation, which is like wait 24 hours at least. I mean, in this case, it was 48 hours, but at least wait 24 hours if a major piece of news item, major piece of news, I should say, breaks and it seems a little fishy or too good to be true or too on the nose, um, it maybe wait and maybe wait and see if there's corroboration, you know, um, but at, we. Live in a, in a society, and we live in a news cycle where everything is, sens- is sensationalized. Everything sort of hap- everything kind of breaks at once, and everyone's so quick to react that there's not time. To, nobody takes time to say, "Hey, wait a minute, let's see what the facts say." You know, especially since in this case, there are cameras at 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 at, at, the, at this garage where this where the supposed news was, um, and it, it would have been easy to see just like, like okay what was the video show um and of course as, as, it, as it turns out it took 11 fbi agents to determine that in fact there was no like racial noose it was just a rope that was used to open a garage door like well done i said well done everybody like 11 fbi agents wasted their time you know with the, with this nothing matter when they could have been using their time toward catching actual lawbreakers and terrorists you know so it's yeah. Yeah,
1: it's it, it's pretty infuriating. In retrospect, uh the whole story was a little bit too on the nose,
0: wasn't it?
1: Yes. Come on, man.
0: Yeah.
1: Middle of Alabama, yes. a noose in the garage of the only black NASCAR driver. I'm like I'm just mad at myself, Aaron. Because I fell for it. I like B- Bubba Wallace, he seemed like a smart guy, you know, it seemed like he was being sincere and with everything going on, and there are a lot of Southern NASCAR fans who are racist, you know, a lot of people were actually pissed off that they couldn't bring their Confederate flags to to, to NASCAR events All anymore. Right. I think those people are ridiculous, obviously. Not not a fan of the, the, the Confederate flag, obviously. But yeah, it's are. like, man, I, I'm just so pissed at myself for falling for it. And like you said, it, it, it's Talladega Speedway. It, it, you think NASCAR didn't have cameras everywhere? Like, obviously the truth was going to come out. I got duped. I did. I fell for it. How? And, and we were talking before we started recording today. Like we're trying to think of the last time one of these, these viral, you know, hate crime things was was actually factual. Like I can't I can't remember the last time one of these was not a hoax. I mean, most of these like public displays of bigotry that are actually true are religious in nature. Like obviously the the, the ones that come to mind are the anti-Semitic uh, attacks. Um yeah but the ones and, and, I cover and, every day yes yeah, so that's that's kind of your beat um you know and obviously people will deface you know churches and and mosques as well um and th- those are, tend to be real but like i can't remember one of these like white on black viral you know racial a- attacks or whatever were actually true they're they're never true like occam's razor is to assume it's a lie. You know, and I'm I'm not saying we should just call BS on everything. Obviously, we need to wait for the the facts, but like man, every single one of these cases needs to be met with extreme skepticism. Extreme skepticism.
0: Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And look, I I, I fell for it too. A, a lot of people did because given everything that's everything that's been happening, it's kind of hard. I think there's, you know, an an in, instinct there's a reflexive Instinctual reaction of like, oh my God, you know that's 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 horrible. What can we do to help you? You know, and I think the fact that so many people came to bubble Walls' aside at, at first, and I think like it, it, there was NASCAR race that happened over the past 48 hours where they allowed Bob Walls to have like a head start or something, um, which should show that, that that America is not a racist country. That's not to say instances of racism don't happen; they do. It is a real thing that we, that we need to confront, um, but by and large, we're not a racist country. Um, and what's unfortunate about racial hoaxes like the, like this is that it detracts from real instances of racism that occur. And so when, when, when real acts of racism does occur, people are less likely to believe it or, or give it much attention because so many of these um, incidents that the media sort of glams onto uh, have turned out to be hoaxes, whether it's this one or or Jesse Smollett, or as Dave Chappelle has called him, Juicy Smollett, um, <laughs> or, or even like Tawana Brawley back in the what was it like the late eighties, early nineties, right. um, or, or the Duke lacrosse case. I mean, there's just so many that uh, that uh, so there's just so many of these cases that media, the media have latched onto that turn out to be hoaxes. It's really infuriating.
1: Yeah, and you're absolutely right. Of course, people are going to be hurt by this. Of course. I mean, you can only cry wolf so many times. Yeah. I mean, I get that the left will not believe any of this at face value because they don't really think too hard about these issues. But, yeah, man. I mean, like, the, the, the next time I see one of these cases that's actually true and there actually was racism involved, I probably won't believe it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm just being honest. Like, I my, my default position is going to be to just call BS on these people. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying, like, I what am I supposed to do at this point? You know what I'm saying? And so w- we should— differentiate Jesse Smollett, Juicy Smollier
0: <laughs> with yeah. Bubba
1: Wallace. It's not the same thing. Obviously Smol Smollett. I agree. almost almost it genuinely called him Smollier, by the way, but <laughs> Smollett um like he hired <laughs> those Nigerian bodybuilder guys. Yeah. <laughs> he hired them, he paid them thousands of dollars, bought the rope himself <laughs> and staged the entire thing f- to get attention, to get more money. Okay, so it's like Bubba, like, Bubba Wallace was not behind this. Like, it, it wasn't his fault. He wasn't even the guy that found the news. He, he never even saw it. It was one of his uh his crew members. Um, so it's like, it's not that extreme. So all the people, you know, calling him Jesse Smollett, like, no, it's not like that. But let me tell you why I have absolutely no respect for Bubba Wallace. Because he could have said that. he could Because he went, he went on Don Lemon on CNN in primetime yesterday. And he should have said, man, well, thank God. Like, thank God this wasn't a racist attack. Nobody was trying to get to me. You know, like, my my crew guy, you know, he was just looking out for me, and it was a misunderstanding, honest mistake. You know, thank God, you know. That would be how any normal human being would have reacted, right? But yeah. he didn't. After learning the truth, after knowing this was fake, he went on CNN and doubled down and called it a noose and was talking about racism. It's like, what? how I mean, he just disgraced himself. Like, why would he do that? I mean, I get it. I get it that he's famous now. I'd never heard of Bubba Wallace before this weekend. I'm sure you haven't either. Yeah, me neither. So either. that's probably why he's doubling down here. He's now very famous, and he's a sympathetic figure. But, dude, what a what an idiot. I mean, what a dishonest—he's so dishonest. What I, I a agree. dishonest race. Who would do that? After well, learning the truth, you go on Don Lemon and double down. What a hack. What a joke. I have no respect for this man, and I'm ashamed of myself for, for standing up for him. I never should have. What a right,
0: I am. I am right there with you, and I, I think it has to do with the fact that yeah, it's like he's found some sort of new He's he's, be, he's become a, a household name now thanks to this whole thing, and of course he he doesn't want to let that go. Um, so that's probably why he's doubling down on it. Um, which which yeah, it is it, sad because because now he he's disgraced himself because he can't because he can't let go of it. Um. And so, and by the way, people are just saying like, oh, it's, it's, it's a noose hacking that grassy. Otherwise, a noose, um, a, a noose is, is a type of knot. That's why it's called a noose. Um, so it's, so I'm guessing what happened is that the garage door puller that is, I mean, it's tied with, with a noose knot, but it's not a noose that's, that's used to like hang people, you know? So it's, so, so clearly that's not, it's like, we have to differentiate between a simple knot and an actual like racist symbol, you know. Um,
1: right. And just anyway. just, to, just for just for clarification, a noose is a slip knot. This was not a slip knot. Exactly. Okay. Like a noose gets tighter when you pull it. That would make no sense for a noose to be on a garage door because it would crush your hand. when you when you pull it down, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was not a slip knot. It was not a noose. It was just a loop at the end of a rope, which if you have ever had a garage. That did not have an electric garage door opener, then this is not uncommon at all,
0: yeah, no, right, yeah, yeah that's that's definitely true um, and so um, and so yeah, it's just yeah I'm, I'm kind of like it's, it's kind of like, I'm kind of like beyond words about it um but but what I should say is that I think that people like Al Sharpton and Jamil Hill and so forth, these are people who have agendas who. Who, who, who want to perpetuate the narrative that America is a racist country, that America is systemically racist, and they don't care what the facts say. They, they have a narrative to uphold. In Al Sharpton's case, he literally profits from stuff like this. If, if racism were were to be completely eradicated tomorrow, Al Sharpton would be out of a job. So it's in, it's in his best interest to try and sort of gin up sort of like racial tensions and fears, so he can make money. It's what he does.
1: I mean, it all comes down to the press, though, right? I mean, ima- like Don Lemon. Imagine if Don Lemon was a serious human being. Like if he was, if he actually took his job with one percent seriousness and honesty. I mean, like imagine if he was a real journalist. If even if he was just a left wing hack that respected the profession a little bit, right? <laughs> if he had like, yeah, if he was just as biased, but at least wasn't ridiculous. Wasn't a ridiculous person. Like how do you let Bubba Wallace go on there and double down after the FBI just came out and said it was fake? How do you give no pushback? Like how how in what world can these people in the press get away with this? And then like like you said Al Sharpton was on CNN right after Bubba Wallace, Jamel Hill was making the rounds, the disgraced former ESPN employee that got fired for race baiting. She got fired from ESPN yeah for race baiting. And all they do on ESPN is race bait, and she race baited too yeah. much for ESPN. Just to put that in perspective, okay? And these people, oh no, it wasn't news. What? And then not even just the people that are still doubling down. I, I even even a lot of leftists in the press are smart enough not to double down on this hoax. Same with the Jesse Smollett stuff. They at least they gave it up eventually, right? But they're sad. They're sad. Everybody, if you are listening to my voice right now, make a list. Pull out a notepad and make a list of the pundits who are sad that there wasn't a hate crime. Write those people's names down and never listen to anything they say ever again the rest of their lives. Anybody that is disappointed that Bubba Wallace was not a victim of a hate crime should be disgraced. They should not be allowed to talk on television or on the radio or on the internet. They should be cast out of polite society and their opinions should be ignored in perpetuity.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy to think that it's like, wouldn't you be relieved that there wasn't a, a, a race crime that that, that that took place? Like that, that would be anyone's, I mean, any same person's normal reaction. That's that, that would be any same person's normal reaction. So it's, but again, like there are narratives that they want to pull, they have an agenda and that apparently takes priority over everything else. It's sad.
1: I mean, who are you aligning yourself with if you're upset that something evil did not happen? I mean, that sounds like pretty satanic to me. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, I mean, I think of like, kind of like
1: who who's sad when evil things don't happen? Like maybe like the Church of Satan? You know what I mean? Like, people like that. Yeah. Like, like Serial killers. <laughs> like, rapists. People like that are upset when bad things don't happen. Like, yeah. pick a side, ladies and gentlemen. Pick a side. Are you happy when bad things don't happen, or are you happy when bad things happen? Okay? Like, this isn't—we this. We should all be on the same side here. Come on.
0: Yeah, and um, it, it, it was sort of like after the null report came out, and they found out, it's like, hey— Turns out Trump was not a Russian asset. People were upset about that. It's like, <laughs> aren't you glad that your president was not yeah. is not a Russian asset? Yes. Like, come on.
1: <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. You're really sad that the leader of the free world is not a Putin of uh, a, a puppet of Vladimir Putin. Really? That, that your butthurt over that? My goodness. Oh my gosh. So look, let's let's talk. Uh, I haven't even been talking about too much. Politics. I haven't really been talking about the November election that much yeah. because there's been kind of just more pressing matters lately the last few months. Obviously, but let's talk about November, yeah. man. Um, the Real Clear Politics average has Trump down to Joe Biden ten and a half points. So that's on average. So they take every poll from every reputable yeah. polling agency in the last month and they average it all together, and he's down double digits. That's really bad. That is, that is this is not good news for for Trump's re-election chances.
0: I agree. Um, so the, the, I think there's a middle, there's sort of like two sides that have emerged when it comes to the polling. And I think there's middle ground. So on the one hand, you have um, Trump's most fervent supporters saying that the polls are hoax because they are meant to sort of dispirit turnout in November. Um, and they say that a lot of these polls uh, oversample Democrats and a lot of people who support Trump aren't going to say yes when they're called, you know, because all, all these polls take place via phone. Um, and I think there is some truth to both of those things, but when every poll has Trump down double digits to Biden, I don't think you can, can you can completely chalk that up to some sort of conspiracy, <laughs> to a conspiracy turnout in November. You know, I, I, it's okay to sort of say that it's like, okay, maybe it's not as big as it is, but he's behind still, and it's important to acknowledge that because, we, because you know, Trump can't get complacent, and so I've always thought that I think there are two things that, that's still working in Trump's favor right now. One is that, as we talked about before before, we, before the show began, um, Biden agreed to three debates with Trump, which you and I are both shocked about, because Biden clearly just cannot string together a coherent sentence anymore. Like, he doesn't know where he is or what, what year it is and, and what have you. So these debates are not going to involve for Biden, because Trump will just hammer away at the fact that Biden doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, right. So I am shocked.
1: Before. Real quick. I am shocked that the Biden team yeah. agreed to these three debates. I know Trump wanted the Trump team wanted four or five. Uh, Biden agreed to three. I don't know. I mean, they might still try to get them out of it. You know, coronavirus use use covid as an excuse. I, I, don't, I don't know what. But I mean, I guess we'll, we'll believe when we see it. But I, I am shocked that they are a lot as of now. Allowing these debates to go forward. Because if Joe Biden does not debate Donald Trump, Joe Biden wins. I mean, easy, I think. But how do they, for a man who hasn't had a press conference in something like three months, uh, you know, he'll give these little statements from his basement every week or two. He doesn't really do interviews. And if they are, he cuts them short. I mean, the man has Alzheimer's or dementia or whatever. I'm not a physician, so I I can't diagnose the guy. But he has one of those two diseases. Uh, he, He can barely speak English at this point. He can't remember anything. Um, so I, I am just side note, I'm sorry, you can get back to what you were saying, but I am absolutely shocked that the Biden team agreed to these debates. They'll probably pull something like schedule them like during Monday night football or something like that. So nobody's watching. I wouldn't be surprised if it's something like that, but I'm, I am genuinely shocked that they agreed to debate Trump at all.
0: Yeah. hundred percent agree. I think the other thing that could work in Trump's favor, and I think what's really going to come down to is the economy. Because I think prior to the pandemic, I think Trump was in a good position to win election because, you know, like at, at, at that point in time, like yeah, there was impeachment going on and so forth, but they overall things were pretty were pretty good, you know. It's just it, 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 economy is going well, people were going about their lives, and I think Trump. What I think the polling was was a lot tighter back then. So, but since the pandemic started, Biden's sort of been able to like be stashed away in a basement and, and that's, and that's been working in Biden's favor um, because he's obviously people don't see his incoherence. Um, but if, if, if the economy gets better then people goes, okay, you know, I it, it, it's pretty good. The craziness has subsided and they'll probably more willing to vote for Trump in, in, in that case. So, because if we, I mean, not that um, I mean, presidents, can be reelected with, with, with the with the bad economy as Obama proved and FDR proved right. uh, back in the thirties and forties, but I think right now the fact that unfortunately Trump sort of gives the perception of chaos because he's because well outside the fact that there's just chaos going on in the country right now his his administration always seems to have this veneer of chaos because there's always like people uh, going in and out and the disgruntled. Um, administ- members speaking out against him like Bolton and so that doesn't regardless of whether it, whether it's justified or not like that's it, it, people get that perception and uh, get that perception of chaos from Trump and Biden can run on this back on this back to normal campaign um, from, from his perspective it's, it's, it's a back to normal campaign. Um, and right now that seems to be working with all the chaos that's that's going on but if, if the economy gets better, and I think there's reason to believe that it will. Um, and combine that with the debates and Trump exposing Biden's sort of mental um, unfitness for office, I, I that's why I'm still—those two things are why I think Trump's still has a good chance of winning.
1: Right, absolutely. And on the, the mental fitness point, I think the debates are, are going to be the key point there. You know, uh, and that could even help. Trump win back, you know, the suburban soccer mom demographic that that he's not been doing well with, because you know Joe Rogan, who's a left wing yeah. guy, said on his podcast a couple weeks ago uh, that he'd vote for Trump over Biden because specifically because he believes that Biden has dementia. He's like, we have the coronavirus pandemic, we have all this crazy shit going on in the world. Like, I can't vote for a guy that has dementia. Okay, like, we can't have yeah. a, crazy, a crazy person in the White House. And he, Joe Rogan, who is no fan of Donald Trump, said he'd vote for Trump over Biden. So I think a lot of, you know, the security mom kind of demographic, if they see Biden falling apart on the debate stage, and then they look at a chaotic guy like Trump, they might come to the conclusion that, yeah, Trump's chaotic, but it would be way more chaotic <laughs> to have a president who is incapable of thinking or speaking. You know what I mean? So I think that could that could really bite You know, Biden pretty hard. Um, one more point is that I, I don't yeah. know what the Trump campaign strategy is at this point. And uh, I kind of want to dive into that a little bit. I think it's malpractice. It's campaign malpractice, marketing malpractice, They that they aren't cutting a new ad every single day featuring the violence of the night before, of Democrats, you know, burning down buildings, setting up autonomous zones in major cities, pulling down statues of guys like Lincoln and Grant and other abolitionists and Catholic saints. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, people like that. We're not even talking. You know, it, it moved beyond, you know, Confederate generals a long time ago. Obviously, the point is, these people hate this country. They hate every president. They hate white people, they want to just burn it all down, right? Why isn't the Trump campaign cutting ads constantly, highlighting the violence, the destruction, the property damage, the looting, the rioting of the Democrats? Like, I, I, what, what is Brad Parscale doing? What is the Trump team doing? It's like if I were running that campaign, every single day we'd be cutting a new ad. Anytime they vandalize a Lincoln statue, pull down a statue of a Catholic saint or something, you know what I mean? Why aren't their ads going out every single day highlighting this stuff? It's it's insane to me. What are they doing? Why aren't they doing this? Why are they dropping the ball?
0: Yeah, I don't—honestly, I don't know, because a lot of the ads that seem to coming out are, are, are ads that question Biden's business on fitness, or they highlight the fact that Biden voted for the crime bill in, in 94, um, which, I mean, those are things that are fair game, but it's it's not the most effective strategy. Uh, because as you said, like the with, with this civil unrest that's going on, uh, well, it's not really civil. It's 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 violent. It's right. It's violence, game, yeah. So, but um, but yeah, like they, they should be tying Biden Democrats to this every day. And why they're not doing so, I, I honestly I don't know. I don't know if if Parscale that's not what he wants to do, or maybe Jared Kushner thinks that that uh, uh, Trump can win can win over the the. Minority came in over the minority vote by highlighting Biden's record on the crime bill instead. Um, honestly, I, I, I don't know, but whatever it is, it's not working and they better change it up. So I don't, I don't know if, if Parscale is sort of the guy that needs to like fall on the sword a little bit, because over the weekends there was a whole fiasco of all these like K-pop stars and what have you bought tickets to the Trump rally. They hyped it and there was, there was only like a, third full people are like oh look the president got outsmarted by k-pop teams um so I, I, that one seems like it's it, it's on it's on par scale, and it's maybe that was just an example of just just like a human error thing that happens but if if all the strategy so far is dictated by by par scale, then you know i, I think Trump should con- should consider shaking things up
1: these ads write themselves I mean, just have the, yeah. the, the tweet from the mayor of Seattle saying, oh, everything's fine. This is just democracy. We're just hanging out. It's like black a block party." And then, like, 72 hours later, these commies in the, the autonomous zone, the Chaz, shot and killed an unarmed black man. <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay? Yeah. That, that happened 72 hours after that mayor's tweet. Just put that. Just have an ad with some creepy music behind it and say this is what the Democrats endorse. They, in- they endorse violent communists killing black people. Yeah, I mean, and, the ads write themselves. This is easy. Like I'm no genius. I've worked on a few campaigns, but I'm no expert. Yeah. But what do they do? Like, come on. This is it's low hanging fruit. It's so easy. It's right there in front of their face.
0: Yeah. And um, it, and it, and Trump has said that like he hasn't used the military yet because he just wants to kind of just like sit back and watch these, you know, these autonomous zones, these leftist cities burned. Which it's like okay. Like I personally, I think he should use the invoke the insurrection act but even still I, I i get the strategy so he wants to just kind of stand back and point okay i get it but so it's like oh, so it's like okay so w- where are the ads now you know it's like it's your strategy now like now follow up on it you know but so yeah i, I so I, I don't know what's going on there and they, they gotta they gotta change it up fast
1: yeah i agree i agree and look i i understand the argument you know, just a lot of our friends on the right, you know, they, yeah. they just don't trust the polls. They they think it's all BS. They think Republicans just lie to pollsters. And there, of course, there's a little bit of that. But I don't know. I, I just think real clear politics averages are, are typically pretty close. I you know, I I don't really buy ten and a half points, but I'd buy seven. I, I would I would I would believe that Biden's ahead seven points nationally. You know, I, I just don't want these people on the right to get comfortable, man, like don't get comfortable, play like you're behind, even if you don't think you're behind. This whole, oh, don't worry about it, the polls are meaningless. You know, we've been hearing a lot of Republicans saying, oh, it's it's only April, the polls don't matter. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, it's only May. You know, polls don't matter yet, you know, pandemic. Though it's, hey, it's June 1st, man, don't worry about it. You know, I don't know. Hey, but, well, look, it's almost July, okay? <laughs> it's June 24th. These polls are starting to matter. We are running out of time. So I just don't want people on the right to get too comfortable here.
0: I agree, yeah, it's... I think even if the polls show Trump 10 points ahead, like, I think people on the right should still act as if we're, we're behind. So, because they don't want to get complacent. And, yeah, it is a little worrisome that, that people are getting complacent despite being down so much. So, yeah, I, I mean, look, four, we're still four and a half months out. That's a lot of time, especially in this new cycle, uh, for things to change. But, as you said, we're you know, running out of time.
1: Absolutely. Aaron, thanks for doing this, man. I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Uh, Where can everybody follow you online and read your stuff and keep in
0: touch? Yeah, so you can find me at jewishjournal.com. Writing a lot in the news section, mainly about anti-Semitism, Israel stuff, as well as dabbling in some stuff regarding the pandemic, uh, primarily in Israel and here in L.A., where I am based. Um, You can also follow me on Twitter at Bandler's Banter.
1: All right, everybody follow Aaron. He's great. Uh, that's all I got for today. I'm going on vacation. I'll be fishing the next few days. I officially do not yes. care about politics uh, between now and Monday. <laughs> so that's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. That's awesome. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks. <laughs>